You're listening to the Country Chat Podcast with your host, Dom. Subscribe, give a five-star rating, and follow us on Twitter at country underscore chat. And stay up to date. Hi there. This is the Country Chat Podcast with me, Dom. Today we've got two very special guests with me. They host their own podcasts on their own radio stations. The names are Simon Birds and Charlotte Elizabeth. Hi, Simon. Hi, Charlotte. Hi, Dom. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. How are you both? Yeah, really good, thanks, yeah, mate. We're yeah, good. yeah. We're, uh, I mean, the weather could be better, you know. But hey, <laughs> yeah, can't have everything, can you? It's always the case. I mean, the past few weeks have just been fantastic, and then horrible, and fantastic, then horrible. Yeah, it's that... just—it's a yo-yo. It, wait, it's, it's, it's great, Britain. It makes no sense to me. We can't wait to get away, can we? Oh, just want to escape, don't we? <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah, maybe, get some sun. <laughs> yeah, maybe just never come back. <laughs> well, great thing we've got as well is the air bridges and holiday destinations are now opening up, so it's it's getting yeah, exactly. we're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. Yeah. We're, we're hoping we're to get excited. there, aren't we? We really are. I mean, we've, <laughs> we just we just want some sun. That's it. I mean, especially with the pubs opening. Have you? Are you both excited to go to a pub and actually enjoy a drink? Or um, oh, I enjoy a drink. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we like the pub when it's normal. Yeah. I think people are just going to go a bit crazy now. They're just all going head to the pub tonight, aren't they? That's it. They're going to roll in at four o'clock in the morning. They're going to have street fights. <laughs> it's just going to get mental. Yeah. Well, I mean, interestingly enough, uh, I normally, uh, in, in, in normal times, in inverted commas, I, I work as a, a Friday night, do a Friday night residency. No, sorry, Saturday night residency at a local pub um, just to mix some music and what have you, some quizzes and things. Yeah. And um, I mean, they haven't asked me to go back yet. But I'm guessing they'll have no idea what trade's going to be like. No, because they can only let a certain amount of people in as well, can't they? So yeah, and they can't have live music anyway. I know, and yet so in Spain. Sorry, this is so off topic, but hey, we do this oh, in Spain. You know, uh, in Spain, Dom, because I've got a friend, uh, Kev Moore, who's part of Steve Bonham and the Long Road. Fantastic band, wonderful songs as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he's actually done a couple of gigs already, and he knows of a couple of other people doing gigs. Oh wow! So. It, it seems that Spain are, are are quite a way ahead of us mm. at the minute. It would it would seem. Well, that's it. I was um I was watching the Instagram live video of Danny McMahon yesterday, and there was spe- oh yeah speaking yeah. to Abigail Nielsen, who lives in Washington, it, the state yeah. of Washington, and there's people over there that are still gigging. They're still doing you know live performances, and you would have thought, especially with their kind of like rates at the moment, they'd be in complete lockdown. Well, I know, but of course, Chase Wright caused a bit of controversy, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, well, it, it, I thought it was quite fascinating reading that. I mean, don't get me wrong, I'm totally against what they did, you know, actually hosting a you know a concert or a festival and having so many people in one area, but they actually only had 40% capacity, you know, at the yeah, know. event, But because every, everybody wants to get to the front, everybody's intermingling and there's no... I, I think that's, for me, that's the thing, though, with these things. Yeah. Um, you know, I, 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 I don't know whether you know, but Charlotte also works in the uh, hospitality industry, and she was talking to me about a friend who um, who's, who runs a hotel. Is it? Does he run it? He sort of runs it, yeah, doesn't he? Yeah. Ryan? yeah. And that this particular lounge has got a capacity of two hundred and forty, but they could only allow eighty in because of social distancing requirements. Yeah. Uh, which is fine, but then how? Where does the responsibility begin and end for the social distancing to be ensured that it happens? Do you know what I mean? Exactly. That that's my main issue. Everybody's getting on at you know chase rice 
But yet yeah. it's not just Chase, it's everybody in there. You know, it's, it's like health and good. safety in the UK. Yeah. You know, yeah. the HSE laws is, you know, you've got to look after your own health and safety and those around you. You know, mm-hmm. that's in a normal workplace. So yeah. the yeah. same applies to, a, you know, whether you're going to a festival or a concert or whether you're going to the pub or whether you're going anywhere in life, you know, you've got to have that self-responsibility as well. Exactly. We were saying this the other day, weren't we? Because we were saying, you know, it's fine, you know, host a concert, whatever. It's not all on Chase's head. No. You know, the venue have got their guidelines, but if a person wants to go to a gig, then that's up to them, isn't it? If if, they know the risks. Exactly. And so the thing it's is that, your responsibility yeah. is, is you're responsible for your own health. And so as long you as, go or you don't. As long as Chase only allowed, as, as you said, Dom, 40%. Yeah, exactly. So he, he allowed in enough people to allow for social distancing. Yeah. That's got to be where his responsibility begins and ends, if, for, yeah. for me personally. And I've seen so much backlash on social media against Chase, but, you know, it's not his fault. No, it was great. It was legal for him to hold the concert. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it really isn't his fault. And you, and you have to love, you have to love a bit of controversy. as we know (laughs) yeah you guys definitely know that yeah yeah how's it all all been since you know (laughs) that episode well i mean there were two episodes that seemed to upset people uh episode three and episode six yeah so the first backlash was to episode three uh we were actually stood queuing to get in the range weren't we yes <laughs> <laughs> and uh, charlotte received my phone went off yeah your phone again went and off. again and, and again and yeah there were uh, there were there were people that were, were less than happy with some of my comments about uh the the, the some other radio shows what, what i found most interesting was the fact that um what can i say how can i say this uh, we didn't mention any names. So clearly, from my perspective, if people are upset that I've said some radio shows are not very good, they don't select the right, the decent quality music, their presenting style is as dull as Ditchwater. Oh, dear, I've said it. Sorry, mate, this may come backlash on you. But my point is that, um, that, that I didn't name any shows. So if they're feeling, oh, my God, then clearly they feel their self, their show isn't good enough, in in my mm. opinion. I think Charles yeah. agrees with me. No, I totally agree, because I, I just think we did not name names. In that episode, we didn't name names. So I think if you're comfortable with your presenting abilities and your show, and you think your show's great, then why would you sit there and think, oh, they're aiming this at me? Yeah. Because we weren't yeah. actually aiming it at anyone particular, because we no. didn't name names. We were just saying there were shows out there that are dull, they don't have good quality music. Why would I, as an artist manager, want to play my artist music alongside some drivel? Mm. Why? Why would I do that? So, you know, for someone to sit there and think, oh, my God, this is aimed at me, well, that's their problem then. That That is their it conscious really saying, really oh, actually, I need to look at my show. Because there's so many presenters out there who haven't got in touch with us, so maybe they're comfortable in their show. Well, they should be. And, yeah. and there are some good shows out yeah, there exactly. as well. I think uh, one of the things that I, 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 I want to say that to give this a bit of context is back in uh, back at the turn of the year, I decided that the Country Music Showcase was going to take on... Uh, we I, I rebranded it with logo and what have you. Yeah. And I decided I wanted to try and take it to the next level because it's been it's been sat on Red Road now for, uh, well, I mean, just about a year and a bit now. But um, And it's great and it's fantastic, but I felt that, you know, it needs a, a, a bigger platform. It really doesn't need to be on a little local no disrespect to red road it's a fantastic radio station but it really does need to be sat on something a bit bigger and a bit more uh multi-generic yeah. Than, yeah. than red road which is ultimately a community fm radio station um in rotherham and uh, so I, I contacted some radio executives uh including uh, a virgin radio um and, and several others 
And basically, the moment I said British country, UK country, I mean, they didn't put the phone down, but the nearest town did. And and then I so then I did some exploring at the time and found that. Um, well, let's let's just say I went on to Mixed Cloud. I listened to some radio shows, and I realised why they had such a negative view. Yeah, kind of like tarnishes the whole image. Yeah, and and for me, the whole point of this podcast. So, Michelle, I'm really rabbiting on here. Carry on. Um, uh, The whole point of this podcast was to sort of say, look, we have amazing musicians. We have some fantastic talent, some fantastic organisations, some fantastic things happening in the UK. But I personally feel it's being brought down a level by the fact that there are some lacking in what I would consider professionalism. Mm. That's that's always the case. I mean... When you go for an interview, you know, you're always going to go, there's always going to be people that aren't suitable for that job. You know, this, this is in like yep. a broad term, you know, you've you got a job out there, everybody goes to go for the job. You know, there's always going to be some that are great and then some that yep. just don't fit the cut. You know, you know, it's like Darwin's theory of evolution, you know, at the end, all the weak ones do fade away. Yeah, so yeah. That, that, that's the main thing that, you know, when we're looking at, the like we like you've mentioned in your podcast, the professionalisms. You know those that aren't yeah. actually wanting to do it for the love of country music will end up fading away. Yeah, and I think that's the thing I wanted to say as well. Is I'm not saying don't be a presenter, but it's, I mean it's very easy for anybody to be a presenter. I must be honest. You just need a microphone and a and an internet connection, and, yeah. and, and there you go. You know, uh, and I've worked with some incredibly poor presenters, and I will just put this out there. I'm not talking about any country music stations here. I'm talking about a more generic one. Uh, and I've worked with some shocking presenters who could could bore a glass eye to sleep. Um, and my point is, I think, that, you know, I'm not saying don't be a presenter, but be- I think because the UK country music scene doesn't have... So if you're presenting a rock show, people aren't going to think, because you're playing maybe bad, ro- bad music or maybe you're not presenting it very well, people aren't going to think, oh, the whole rock industry in the UK is poor, <laughs> because they obviously know it's mm. not. Yeah. Whereas with the country music... And I know now we've got Country Hits Brits, and I know that just, just this week, I think it was, Tim Protty Jones has started on a Wednesday on Chris Country with some uh, you know homegrown shows, which is absolutely yeah. wonderful. Um, and, I, and I applaud that, uh, but um, I still don't think it's got a big enough presence, uh, as I called it in the podcast, a destination show. That is what they are. You will either go to it or you will drive away from it. You will not just, you know what I mean? Because yeah. it's UK country. So yeah. I will listen because I love UK country music. However, somebody that doesn't will maybe actively not mm. tune in. And that's my concern. What I will say is what I love about CountryRadio.uk, whom I also work with, um, they play almost a 50-50 mix. And it's just, there's a US artist, there's a UK artist. Yeah. And it's, they're all given the same platform, which I personally think is the way forward. Um, because we've got the quality. Without question, we've got yeah. the quality. Well, that's it. I mean, I was speaking with um, Bill and Leonard a couple, I think a couple of months back now, and he yeah. explained the whole process behind, you know, country hits radio and the fact that it's predominantly American music because that's yeah, what yeah. people know. That's what people recognise yeah. as country music. And then when they introduced country hits Brits, you know, they kept it small but drip feeding in just so people start getting used to it. And thinking back now, that's how I got into country music, you know, was through the American side and then thinking, you know what, I want to, I want, I want to know a bit more. So yeah, I started yeah. looking at the UK side. 
Yeah, I mean, for me, it was it was Sinead Burgess. I don't know if uh, you've ever seen her or heard of her. I think she's absolutely amazing. Um, she supported the Shires on their tour two years ago. Yeah. And uh, she was, she blew me away. There were two support acts. She was one, the other one, can't remember. Don't know who it was. <laughs> That's how good they were. Yeah. Uh, Sinead absolutely just smacked me around the face with a sort of, and to find out she was an independent artist and to find out that, that she she was doing this and she was recording it and, and, and everything was out of her own pocket. I, I thought, wow, that's amazing. Now, she's an Australian lady. She's living in, well, she's not living in Nashville at the minute as it happens. She's uh, she's in Brisbane, I hope. <laughs> but, you know, she normally lives in Nashville. Yeah. And, um, and it was, I thought, independent country music. Oh, and, and that's where I sort of thought, I'll have a little bit of a look and see what's going on. Had a wonderful chat with Jade Helliwell. Uh, got to take my hat off to Jade because she got me an invite to the BCMA Awards 2018, and literally then the floodgates opened and I discovered the country music scene in the UK. You know? Yeah. Now the BCMA was a big topic, especially mm. in episode six. You know, six, yeah. I know you've mentioned on your six A slash six AA part yeah, of the podcast yeah. and <laughs> and online, you know that. Yes, you apologise for not not so much naming the names, but you know how we went about it. Yeah, yeah. I, what I did was wrong. Ultimately, is how, how would you word it nowadays? You know, after the fact. You know, obviously hindsight's always a fantastic thing. Yeah, yeah. It's twenty twenty. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Um, I, well, I, I, to be perfectly honest with you, I think what I would have done is I would have approached the. Uh, organization with regard to the comments I made about the video and actually said are you aware of this and, and as I said in the podcast uh, episode 6a 6aa or indeed 7 because I couldn't call it 6a by our our, our server um, if they kind of turn around and said oh well never mind then then I would see it as fair game to 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 say something in the public forum where I felt I did wrong was to actually not approach those people and um and just call it on a public forum without, as I say, without giving them any kind of heads up or, or right to, to change yeah. anything before mm. I then openly criticised it. With regard to other organisations, I don't know how I'd put it differently, to be perfectly honest, Dom. Um, we, I, we definitely, we, we stand by what we said. I, we, I, I think that's the it's thing. It's just the it, way we went about yeah. it. But I, I still think, you know, we wouldn't change what we said. It was just the way... We yeah, yeah it's, it's not what we said, it's how we said yeah. it, maybe. As I say, with regard to the other organisations, I, I, I actually, I was just being factual. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. It, it, it's hard not to, to you know, um, I, I, I personally think that space that was used wasn't appropriate mm. for me, as I say. And I know a lot of people felt the same because I spoke to a lot of people on the night that said they felt the same. Yeah. So, you know, it's just opinion, though, isn't it? You know, what what we think isn't what everyone else thinks and what everyone else thinks isn't what we think all the time. But the thing is. So much of what we've said in our podcast has been around for years. It's not anything new. It's not something that we're coming forward that we've made up or just what we feel. We've read so so many conversations on the chat sites and all the groups on Facebook over years you know I've been in this business about eight years now and it's not anything new we've just basically had the balls to sit here and say what everyone else is thinking yeah and the support we've had for it as well has been amazing and we've had no backlash from artists it's come from people within the organizations and like like Sam said before from radio presenters but all of the artists if we could show you 
all of the messages. It's been amazing, hasn't it? The support's it been has. amazing. It has. And and they've mean, told us just keep saying what you think because yeah. we're right, basically. I mean, I, I've been invited out for several curries uh, <laughs> to talk about this because the artists have said, you know, look, I, I support you, but I don't want to come out publicly because I don't want to upset people because, quite frankly, if I did, then I wouldn't get airplay, you know? So. Yeah. See, that, that, that's the always the issue. Industry. Yeah, I mean... But that actually artists, is the problem, I it think. It is the problem. Well, it's a problem that people don't want to speak publicly. Um, and I understand why they don't, but nothing's going to change unless they do. We've had messages from artists who were on the scene years ago but gave up because of the clicks. And that's really sad, you know. They were doing what they loved and following a profession that they thought they they could achieve something in, yet the industry pushed them out. Yeah. And that's really, really sad. It is. It's 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 very sudden. Very wrong. I think one of the things that I had quite a debate with Phoenix Morby on, on Twitter last Saturday, last I think. Week, yeah. um, and he was sort of saying, you know, music is an art. It, it doesn't need to be a profession. Um, and people shouldn't be making music to make money and I sort of, sort of said well okay no I mean I make music you know I, I'm not very good so I wouldn't ever release anything but I, I enjoy doing it for my own my own sort of you know pastime if you like yeah um as I say never release anything but and I suppose what I was trying to say is actually you know I think and Katie Hurt liked this tweet as well and I've got a lot of time for Katie I think she's amazing yeah um I think an artist that's got a talent, um, he's entitled and has a very right to make a living out of that talent, mm. personally. Yeah, exactly. And I suppose what I'm trying to say is that, you know, the scene itself maybe isn't, again, helped by the, the, the poorer quality music coming out and people are putting it in the same sort of genre. Uh, and if you're sitting artist A, who is uh, maybe poor at best uh i mean i know some music that's not even in time i mean it's that bad yeah um and uh because i do understand music you know <laughs> so <laughs> i don't be very good at it but i do understand you know timing and, and 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 what have you having done stuff when i was a kid um and then artist b who's absolutely fantastic and if they're put together then surely you know somebody's gonna think is that the scene mm. you know oh is that really you know and they turn the radio on at the wrong moment <laughs> yeah, they're listening to to that, uh, you know. And as I say, I'm not saying. Maybe I suppose what I'm saying is I'm not saying don't make music. I'm not saying don't put it on Spotify. If you want to do that, that's absolutely fine. However, however, um, then it's down to the presenters and indeed the people that own the stations yeah. to be more professional and say, okay, yeah, we want your show, but you're not playing that artist. You're not playing this artist. I have had some true tripe, and I mean. I might send it you down so you can have a laugh, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> some proper tripe of music. That would um, be interesting to listen to. Yeah, and I mean, it's interesting because one of the comments that we got back was, you know, I would never be rude to an artist about their music. That was disgusting. And <clears throat> again, it's people hearing what they want to hear because in my case, I said, the actual way this worked is I said, thanks for sending your music. Unfortunately, it's not for the show. They sent something back. This one, this one's for your show. You need this in on your show. I sent back again. I'm sorry, it doesn't meet the standards required for the show, but do enjoy making music. Then the third one, this is the one for you. This <laughs> is the one. You must play this. And I ended up going back and saying, I did stop short of saying your music's SH1T, but yeah. um I pretty much just said, Look, your music isn't good enough, you're never getting airplay. And and I was quite angry about the fact that they 
pushed me to that point because I don't want to be nasty. I don't want to be un- no. unkind. I, I just think, you know, and that was the point I was trying to make that obviously whoever it was, I can't remember now and I wouldn't mention the name anyway, uh, picked up on the fact that it was the final thing. And for me, it was just because I was getting a bit sick of it, quite frankly. Yeah, the um, the two issues that I've always found with with the industry isn't so much the music itself. It's just the fact that it, the UK country scene is just so small at the moment. And the artist won't be able to make that kind of money, like what you see in like Nashville and you mm. know Atlanta and all these big country hotspots, because it's just such a small industry. So you can see why these artists are trying to get the music out. You know, I can see it from that aspect. And then going on to like the actual organisation side and the fact that people are upset with them because I've, I've I've seen a lot of like tweets and comments on Twitter and Facebook about certain yeah. organisations, and my my always my thing I always say is all right if you've got an issue with something, tell them, just yeah yeah say you know like like we've mentioned the BCMA you know I had I had Lara Goodfellow on the show a couple of weeks back and yeah. she even said you know if there's people that's got an issue just email us call us you know actually have a conversation and actually have a debate with us you know tell us where we're going wrong we'll try and fix it if it needs fixing yeah i think i mean yeah um i I think that's a very fair thing to say charlotte yeah no it is fair the the only gripe i have with that is that i know people who've had issues and who approach the bcma i've read replies on facebook from certain members of the board on the bcma and they were not very open to resolving issues. Yeah. In terms of maybe in, more in terms of the visibility of the voting process. I think, I think. that's the key. That's the key. Because... Um, there is no visibility. And the thing is, years ago, um, the original BCMA, if you like, it was so professional. And, you know, it was hosted on TV. The media were there. Press were there. Um you, know, you had presenters like Charlie Pride, for example. Yeah. And I just feel like over the years, we've lost the original board member and it's been replaced by people, some people who I would say are part of this clique that we see now. Yeah. Um, again, I'm not going to name names, but it just feels to me like what was a professional association has just really gone down. And, and it's, it's really sad because I can't see it changing. No, and I think, I, 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 A, I agree. And B... Um... I mean, you should hear what I cut out of some of these podcasts because you <laughs> think it's controversial oh. what we actually put yeah. in. There is one bit where I absolutely lose myself over some decisions that were made at last year's awards because, quite frankly, I, again, I just think without the transparency, and I said it, I'm sure I said it in this last episode of the podcast, you know, when, when I hosted the awards, and I mean, they were tiny. I'm not being grandiose here. They, you know, I, I don't have a high opinion of myself, despite what many people seem to think. Um, but, you know, when I hosted these awards and, and, and we just did it all virtually and people got photographs of awards, you know, it wasn't in virtual photographs, not even real photographs, you know. It was, <laughs> but it had about five, 600 votes, which I was absolutely amazed by and really flattered by how many people had engaged with it. Yeah. And... Um, I always said at any point, and I stand by this to this day, if anybody wants to see the nominations process, if anybody wants to see the voting process, it's all on Google Docs. I can share the links. And that's exactly what, um, what, what, what I said and what I mean. And I think that, for me, is the problem, especially with the awards at the BCMAs. You're left standing there thinking, uh? Yeah. 
How? And the thing really? Is, we, we don't come at this from um, an eyes wide closed kind of view, do we? We are in the industry. You know? Yeah, yeah. We're, we're not just picking on this. Like, we're not saying it's all wrong because it's just something to pick at. Yeah. You know, as a professional, I've been an event planner for 12, 13 years now. So from that aspect, I can view that and, and see what's wrong with it and make suggestions which aren't taken on board. And then Simon's obviously coming at it from a professional in country music and doing the radio and everything. So we're not just picking at things. We are actually in the industry for many, many years and trying to make things better. And I think people have just picked up on the negatives of what we've said and ran with it and almost Chinese whispers. And I think some people haven't listened to the podcast. They've just seen somebody complain about it and ran with it and, I just think, you know, go back and listen to it and, and look at the positives that we've said because we do respect a lot of people in the industry. You know, all the artists, a lot of the people who work in the associations have worked with me on a one-to-one basis when I've been promoting music for Stuart. And, you know, I get on with these people. It's just things that needed to be said. And we said it. Now, if you two I'm, were I'm the, back. if you two were like the, on the boards for these companies, you know, what would you, what would you do, you know, to change, to make it better? Visibility completely. Uh, yeah, complete like, transparency. To start with, complete yeah, transparency. Complete transparency. Um, especially when it comes to awards and that sort of thing. Um, and I think uh, play things with an even hand so that you're not maybe favouriting one particular or two particular or three particular artists, but actually you're you're there for everybody. I think as well, uh, personally speaking, I I think I mean I I think they 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 could do more. Um, and I think they have done a lot more actually during lockdown, you know, because they've actually been supporting all the live streams and putting yeah, the posts. And yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. That's absolutely fantastic and really, really been been yeah. very useful for myself yeah, as well. And because... you know what? We will name names here because the BCMA have been amazing during lockdown. Yes, they, they have. have. DC Brown has been amazing oh, he's, during lockdown. Uh, what a, what, a, what yeah. an amazing job he's done and I don't know where he's finding yeah, the time. completely. Yep. So, you know, we're, we're not name calling these people in, in the podcast on a completely negative basis because we see what they do and what they've done during lockdown is amazing and half of these artists wouldn't have had the promotion without their help no they wouldn't they really wouldn't um and i think it's it's absolutely fantastic and i think as i said on the uh, you know danger of just repeating myself but it's it's not as if things are desperately wrong things just need turning up a little bit and sharpening up and polishing up to to just to, yeah. to you know because i'm just i just think you know you I, I, I guess money is always going to hold people back. I think that's probably one yeah, of the of biggest course. problems. There just isn't enough money uh, for the scene, if you like, because there's not enough people buying, going to gigs. I hosted an, a, a night. Kezia Gill, Gareth Nugent, Tennessee Twin. Yeah. Uh, between them at the time, something like, I don't know, probably about 10,000 Facebook likes, somewhere around that between between the three acts. Then there was my page as well, of course, supporting it, which at the time I think had around 600 likes, something like that. So basically, you know, we'd, we'd got well over 10 grand uh, of likes. Yeah. I struggled like Billio to sell tickets. And I mean, I was going to line dancing clubs and promoting it. I was going here, there and everywhere. And actually everybody that was there said it was an incredible night. In fact, Karen wrote the most amazing, Karen Morell yeah. for every British country, wrote the most amazing review about the mm. night. I felt so proud reading it. Um, because uh, it was such a stunning, special night. Uh, but as I say, we I think we had 35 people there. And it's like, 
you know, I don't get it uh, because people do love the the music because they they flock to 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 Brad Paisley yeah. uh, on a, on a sl- on a smaller scale, but still, you know, the Shires. Every time I've seen the Shires, they've sold out. Yeah. Um, so, so the audience is out there, yeah. but and, and that's something that we're going to broach actually in, in in is it this coming week's podcast or is it maybe? But one of the things because I'm guilty of this, right? So this is again, I'm always happy to say when I was when I'm wrong or, or, or be very self-critical or whatever. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't have gone to an independent gig uh, two and a half years ago because, well, if they're not signed, they're not very good. That was my, you know, I saw a couple of bands in uni and things like that, and it's like. You know, but so that's kind of the impression I had of the yeah. scene. Yeah. And one of the things that we want to talk about is how do we change that? How do we make it that people like me two and a half years ago actually don't have the view? Well, they're not signed. I've not heard of them. Mm. Um, and I, I, I've got a, I say friend, associate, uh, you know, somebody I've, I've known for a few years. And, yeah. and, and we sort of have the odd conversation over Facebook or what have you. And uh, she actually said... Uh, when I'd got, I think it was Kez coming into the studio the last May. And uh, just, and I said, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm off to work and I've got Kez coming in. Who's Kez? I'm Kezia Gill. Uh, not heard of her. And, and you could tell by her response to that. It was like, well, she can't be very good. And, you know, she wasn't impressed because of I'd got somebody of, of, with the sublime talent of Kezia Gill. She yeah. was just, oh, I haven't heard of that person. Mm. If I'd turned around and said, I've got... Uh, just trying to pick a generic name here, um, Rihanna. She'd have probably wet her knickers. You know? <laughs> yeah, I I wouldn't be. Uh, you know, I'd rather have Kezi Eagle every day of the week. Yeah, you know, in a professional. Um, and uh, let me uh, to give myself a hole here. I'd rather have her in the studio playing her music than have Rihanna. There we are. Yeah. Well, the, big, the biggest sorry, issue, Lloyd. The biggest issue isn't so much you know whether they're good or not. It's it's the amount of airplay. You know, obviously these signed artists, you know, they have this money behind them that actually yeah. pushes it into these, you know, uh-huh. not, not just the internet stations, but the actual main stations. Oh, main, the mainstream. Well, Radio 2 is probably the biggest, biggest station that could do something for the scene. Exactly. And I said before, I think the C list should be unsigned artists. Mm. Um, it's supposed to be RBBC, as Sir Terry Wogan used to say. It's your BBC. Um, yeah. And I just think, why are they not using that C list? And I'm not just about unsigned country or singer songwriter or whatever, just unsigned artists that meet the grade. I'm not, I'm, again, I'm not saying just play any old Tom Dick or Harry that happens to put out something, i.e., yeah. me. So, but, but um, you know, have, uh, you know, decent quality music like Kez, like Jade, like, um, oh, I could go on, Simon James, Sam Coe, Katie Hurt, you know, I, I, again, I, I, you know, the list is, is, is a long one. Um, and uh, I don't know why they don't, if I'm being honest, uh, because I think that would be really helpful. And just saying the words, that's Sam Coe, Coming up next is Carrie Underwood. It gives Sam more credence. People don't see her as the unsigned. Whereas, and that's what, and my show's the same. I, I, I am the same in the sense that the Country Music Showcase is a destination show. And I'm playing exclusively unsigned artists from, largely from the UK, but more and more so now from around the world. Yeah. And, um, and, and, and I'm doing exactly the same. I'm doing exactly the same thing. I'm making a destination show. So I'm not playing Brad Paisley, Garth Brooks, Chase Rice, and then playing Danny McMahon, Gary Quinn, Gareth Nugent. I'm just playing Gary Quinn, Danny McMahon, Gareth Nugent. And as a result, 
people aren't going to maybe listen because of it's all on its own country well that won't be very good will it you know and, and and so maybe i need to look at myself and think you know we ran a poll didn't we uh that said um you know uh why do you listen to the radio yeah and the answers were i don't which came in second yeah. <laughs> For the mix of music was first. For the mix of music was first. The I don't was second. Third was for the presenter slash DJ, and fourth and in last place was for new music. And I thought, I mean, it's not a huge sample because I think it only got about forty votes, but it's still, it's still interesting um, and a reasonable snapshot. I would hope that that shows that people are moving away mm. from radio and i think that's why you know you like yourself dom you do do, do a wonderful job with these podcasts and we're doing ain't going down and i, I think uh, people are wanting a bit like tv when was the last time you watched live tv i can't remember the last time <laughs> i watched live tv it's just on catch up it's mm. just you know a couple of buttons jobs are good and you're on netflix you're on amazon prime you're on bbc iPlayer, whatever itv player whatever exactly. um and i think that's why podcasts are taking off because people want to listen at the time yeah. they want to listen. Um, I also find it very interesting, very interesting, just on a, on a, on a catch-up thing, uh, Bob Harris being moved to 11 o'clock at night. What's that about? I know. Especially, not, not to sound rude or anything, but at his age. I know. Well, I don't I think mean, it's live now. <laughs> I, I, I'd struggle being up at that time anyhow, but yeah, if it's not but, live, then you can kind of see. Yeah, I don't think it's live, but I mean, he used to be live at seven after Simon Mayo back yeah. in the day. And I used to love that because I used to drive home listening to Simon and from work. And then I'd get in and I'd put the radio on and I'd enjoy the rest of Simon. And then I'd enjoy, he'd always have a chat with Bob at half six. And then I'd enjoy the country music show with Bob Harris from seven till eight whilst I was cooking or, yeah. or whatever. You know, this is when I was a single guy and didn't have any responsibilities or anything <laughs> like that. Well, I had responsibilities, but ignore them. But anyway, that's another story altogether. Um, the point is that, um, that, that yeah, I, uh, I, I was... Uh, just just i liked it then it fitted and then they moved it to eight and you're like well that's still okay that's still okay then it went to nine and now it's at 11 and i'm just thinking do they get any live listeners i can't believe there's very many people listen live no i would imagine the catch-up's gone up though i mean so maybe that's what they're going for, for maybe that, that's the thing for that exactly i mean i listen to bob harris's country show via yeah. the catch via the bbc sounds yeah. app you know i do yeah that, exactly me. yeah so if we're I doing do. that, it's, it'd be, it'd be amazing to see how many other people out there do that as well. Yeah, I know. And I think, as I say, I can only imagine that's what they're going for. That's why they've moved it to 11 o'clock. So that those that are absolutely hardcore Bob Harris country fans will stay up and listen. Uh, but uh, they're actually just saying, you know, hey, it's we're putting it on air and there it is on on BBC Sounds. I do wonder if the future of, of, of all audio professional audio is going to go down a podcast route uh even if it contains music oh i, I, I got to, i've got to agree i mean i was listening to the bobby bones show in like 2016 2017 and he was yeah. saying the exact same thing all like radio shows terrestrial radio is going to go away eventually at some point yeah it won't exist and it's all going to be on the internet and it's all going to be catch up it's all going to be streamed i mean look at cinemas you know the amount of people that go to the cinemas now is reduced dramatically because of yeah. things like netflix and you know you can get the music uh, the movies on demand you know it's the same exactly. kind of scenario exactly what what i will miss about live radio because i only do live radio i won't do pre-recorded radio and the reason for that is i love the interaction you know and yet yeah. Uh, that's what makes it. And I mean, I've had some lovely compliments about the Sunday show. You know, I, I got one just yesterday. I, you know, I really enjoy your company on a Sunday. It, it really 
cheers me up and, and prevents me from feeling so isolated and alone. And, you know, to me, that's absolutely wonderful and, and, and so touching that people feel that way. Um, and that's the point of radio. I, I don't ever want to present a show. I wouldn't work for, right, I'm, I'm going to say country hits here, because, and I, I don't mind saying this, because I don't think they want me, because I did apply to them, and they didn't want me back when they started, so I don't think they want me, and I don't actually <laughs> think I want them, because, quite simply, they are typically a lot more three songs, time check, three songs, adverts, three songs, time check, three songs, adverts, so on and so forth, yeah. um, whereas I want interaction, I want to talk to my listener, mm-hmm. I want to enjoy that conversation, um, and bring people into a little bit of my world, and my world is a bit nuts, and our world is incredibly nuts. It's all a bit load of, load of crazy, but so <laughs> I think that's the great thing about radio, and that's the sad thing that will go um, when because pe- people can enjoy listening to a podcast, but it's not live; they can't interact with it. Well, that's it. I mean, especially with like community radios like Red Road. Initially, yeah. you know, Red Road is obviously you know Rotherham, Sheffield, Barnsley, that kind yeah. of local areas. Yeah, yeah. So people can tweet in, people can text in and say hi. I mean, I used to do it with Peniston FM when I used to live on the outskirts of Barnsley. You know, you ah, right. text in, I didn't know that. text in the show, you know, you uh, tweet in the show and you talk to them all. You know, you actually get to yeah, know yeah. the presenters and you become friends yeah, with exactly. them initially. Yeah, 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 that's it. And that's the great thing. I mean, I've got, because I do a daily show on Red Road at the moment, called Afternoons Are Better Between 2 and 4 on Monday to Friday. Quick plug there, redrowfm.com. What's that list? Plug it all um, you want. <laughs> Monday to Thursday. What did I say? Monday to Friday. Yeah, Monday to Thursday, two till four. <laughs> and um, I, I, there are a number of people. Agent Double One Double Seven always messages in every day, and um, you know. And as you say, you become friends. You, you know, not uh, not just almost because you feel like you know them, and they they sort of you know they're hi Simon, how are you doing today? Uh, there's Mad Mark. Um, he calls himself that, just so people know. I'm not calling him Mad. <laughs> he calls himself Mad Mark, and he mows the lawns in Drumfield. Um, you know, for the council, and he, yeah. he quite regularly messages in saying, you know, it's too hot for mowing, and and it's great. You know, it's really, really great, and and I love that element of it. Um, I feel without that, then we are going to lose something. Yeah. Um, but I do also know that, I mean, listening figures are crazy things. They are absolutely crazy things. I mean, I don't know how many people listen to my show, sadly, because Red Road can't afford to pay for Raja to do the uh, research. But it's interesting because I do happen to know that um, a, a listener is a listener after I think it's five minutes. Yeah. I think I'm right in saying that. And uh, so Kenneth Bruce, who I have so much time for and love for as a professional yeah. uh, presenter, of course, does Popmaster, which it takes about 20 minutes. So in theory, he might have the biggest daytime show in Europe. But in actuality, it may just be that everybody's tuning in between half 10 and 10 to 11 and then tuning out. I know quite a few people that do that. Um, I must say I never used to. Sadly, Radio 2, and I'll openly criticise Radio 2. I don't care. They're never going to employ me, are they? Um <laughs> And you never know them. Maybe they will. Maybe they will. If they think I don't like them, maybe they might think I can make a change. Ha ha. Um, no, in all seriousness, though. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, Radio 2, for me, I used to... The, the, the dial never moved in my car. Yeah. The, di- the, the DAB radio in the kitchen was a stock. Pretty much it had a favourite button, and on that favourite button was Radio 2. Two things have happened. They've changed presenters, and I don't enjoy the lineup as much as I did. And the other thing is the music. It's becoming a, a, a young person's station, and at 42, I don't want to hear, you know, um, 
some of the some of the new music that quite frankly I see as a pile of poo. Well, that's it. I mean, it's it's only in the recent what five years that it's actually really yeah. done that. It's, it's yeah, like we don't like to name names, but especially the morning shows. You know, yeah, yes. Yeah. It's, it's suddenly changed. I used to enjoy. I, I've been working in engineering since 2011, and yeah. the radio was always set at BBC Radio 2. And then at, yeah. 10, at 10.30, we'd turn it up just a notch, and we'd sit down, yep. make sure we had our cuppers, and... we stopped for Popmaster. Stop for Popmaster, <laughs> exactly, tools down. Yeah. And, you know, that that's what it was. But then, yeah. like you say, it's turning more into, like, a BBC Radio 1 kind of yeah. vibe. Yeah. So it's made, it's I find it fascinating how quickly stations can shift that music over because before it used to be the 60s 70s and 80s and then it's yeah. gone more to the 80s 90s and now kind of thing but there's already radio yeah. stations that do that oh i know and uh, can I, I i mean one thing's interesting right so i mean I, i'm 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 42 years old i'm not you know not necessarily the youngest 42 in the world either from the point of view of my outlook on life and what have you but um uh, the, uh, the the point I'm making is where's my BBC radio station? So I'm not going to listen to Radio One. That's that's too you know, Radio Two has become too uh, young for me. Uh, radio Three, I like classical music, but I don't want to listen to it all day. Radio Four, I, I think talking all the time it is too much. You've got to love the actress though. <laughs> okay, I'll let that one go, Dom. Um, <laughs> Um, and Radio 5 is sport, which is great, but again, it's all conversation. So yeah. my point is, where's my radio station from the BBC? Radio 6 Music plays far too alternative stuff for my money. Um, I, I don't feel like my demographic have a radio station from the BBC on the national level, whereas yeah. I've always felt they did with Radio 2. I've been a Radio 2 listener since I was 22, 21, 22. I was a very young tog. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it, I mean... End of the day, you know, you've got your own radio station now, you know, with Red Road and with Country Radio UK. So yeah. you can create that that vibe. I mean, especially with like Red Road, you don't you're not set to just doing country music. You know, you can No, not on the Daily Show. Uh the Daily Show in fact plays every genre under the sun. So um, yeah, you, and... you can almost take what you feel like you're missing from like the BBC and actually create that station for the masses kind of thing. Just the shame well, that's in I that can area. I can try. I'm, I'm not convinced it works, but you know, <laughs> the idea is there. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I I do enjoy it, um, and obviously doing it from home is 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 great as well, because um, it's you know it, it, it's easier. You know, I can do it in my pajamas. Yeah, and I have. <laughs> before now in fact at one point red road tweeted me you bother getting dressed this morning <laughs> <laughs> that, that's the strange thing with this whole pandemic at the moment obviously because we've all been yeah. locked down we've all been stuck inside and we've all got used to either working at home or being at home and it's yeah, yeah. it's like a new normal now you know what time do you get up in the morning before i used to get up at like four or five o'clock in the morning to go to work for six and now i'm getting out of bed at like seven eight o'clock ish you know, it's yeah, like, it's yeah. a new normal for everybody. It is. You're quite right. And I mean, I know that you've, Charlotte's been, well, very affected by everything, haven't you? From a oh, professional point of view. Yeah. Um, I think, as you say, Dom, it's a new normal and everything, you know, I used to get up and walk the dog, you know, uh, now she doesn't go out until the afternoon. <laughs> and, you know, it's, 
And that's just because of the way the the, the whole I'm staying up later and consequently getting up later, you know. Yeah. It's quite one, two in the morning when I'm going to bed. So consequently, I'm I'm getting up, you know, sort of three hours later than I would have done. Mm. Um, but as you say, Don, there's nothing, there's no reason to get up because you don't, you kind of got nowhere to be, nowhere to go until later on, maybe, or whatever. I don't know. Charlotte. No, it's weird. I think when I, when it all first started, because I used to go to bed, what, like 10, half 10, and then get up about half six, seven. And I, I wasn't even going to sleep till about three in the morning. <laughs> like my whole sleep pattern had just gone completely. And I wasn't going to work, so I wasn't tired. And then I was going to sleep at three, then having afternoon naps. And I was like, yeah. oh no, <laughs> it's really bad. Um, but now, like the hospitality industry is so effective. Um, so I've just lost my job. I've just been made redundant from my new job. Yeah. So it's like, oh, what am I going to do now? Um, how is how is how is that whole process of searching for a new job going? I mean, obviously, there's not many people hiring at the moment, which is the biggest issue a lot of people yeah. have, really. Yeah, well, it's really difficult because the hospitality um, industry is just one of the most affected ones. So I think up to about, I think it said 60% of people have, have lost their jobs in hospitality um, because nobody's having events, no one wants meetings, no one's going to travel you know, for big, large groups at the minute, and all the social distancing is kind of um, impacted because the capacities are obviously smaller now as well. So, yeah. um, yeah, I, I might have to just change career completely. I might just go to Spain and not come back. <laughs> is what I'm planning. Room in the suitcase. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think we should um, all join you. I, do you know what? <laughs> Let's just all go. Let's open a live music bar, seeing as they've got music going on, yeah. and uh, we'll do some live podcasts. That's it. I mean, that's how you live the life. I know. And then I can even have a siesta as well. Oh, did you check the... Uh, we've not done the scratch cards. And did <gasps> you check the National no, Lottery? No. Oh, honestly, Dom, right. We've got two scratch cards yesterday. Yeah. Because we won, we won, didn't we? Six we won pounds. six pounds on yeah, so <laughs> one. Got, so we, so just... we went and replaced him. And then um, I got a Euro Millions for last night. So I actually could be sat here on 115 million. Yeah, we, we could be millionaires. We could, you could be speaking to millionaires. Just remember your I friends. Mean, I, I, <laughs> so what i want to know now really is obviously you've got your halo music creative and you've got halo yep. you had halo music management which then almost like merged together yeah yeah you that got, was a merge between cms media and, and halo music management and we we just liked the halo bit and yeah. the gold and the black and thought, yeah. you know halo music creative sounded sounded good yeah what what was the actual initial talks like when you thought you know what well, actually we've on the same wavelength here why don't we do this together you know how how did the actual um, conversations come about well i think when we first met because we met last july didn't we, we met last july yeah, when you so, came into the studio with Stu. but yeah. you were quite quiet really because i wasn't there to talk to you without wanting to sound rude i was i though oh right okay <laughs> i was there to talk <laughs> to Stuart. Ah, ah, rude <laughs> yeah you were no you were so we met last july and Obviously, we just spoke about music a little bit then, didn't we? Yeah. And then I'm not really kind of sure why we met up. It was about the podcast, wasn't it? But no, not no, 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 Oh, we were out. I'm just going to leave this yeah, door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, okay. <laughs> so we met in July. Um, obviously, we know we, we got on as in we said hi and bye and, and, and a quick chat uh, at yeah. each side of the interview. Um, and then Charlotte put a post on Facebook. Anybody uh, want to present uh, a, a chat show with me and Stuart talking about artist management? And and I'm like, oh, that sounds like fun. I'll, oh, I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, I'll I'll put my name in the ring. I skipped all that. Uh, yeah, you did. Like... And then Charlotte's uh, like, 
oh wow yeah that's fantastic we actually really wanted you <laughs> so I was really chuffed and uh, so I went down to uh, to Birmingham to the Park Regis Hotel and uh, then we were doing the filming and obviously we were there sort of uh, all day uh, so we yeah. were chatting in between and you know, having a, a couple of um, you know, lemonades. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, um, and so we chatted there and then we both sort of started talking a bit more because I'd been approached by an artist to be an art to manage them. And I was like, Charlotte, you're a manager. What do you do? Uh, because I haven't got a clue. And I'd sort of said that to the artist as well. I said, yeah, I really don't know what I'm doing. And, it, and, and they came back and said, well, actually that's quite good because I don't know what I want a manager to do. So can we find out <laughs> together? And, like, and I just thought, I don't, I, I genuinely yeah. didn't feel comfortable because I really didn't have a clue what, what, what was response? What was what I would be responsible for? What would be expected of me, and and, yeah. and if I fitted in around my my everyday commitment. So I I started talking to Charlotte about management and sort of saying, I said, "Wow, you know, you do all that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> um, where do you find the time, as well as the day job and everything else?" Um, and uh, you know, Charlotte said, "Well, I I do a lot more than most managers do because you know most professional artists, as in artists that are signed, have um, have a team around them that do PR, a team that do the booking, a team that do the, uh, the you know, and all that sort of thing." So yeah. Charlotte's like, "Every one of those wrapped together." So we started talking about that, which. <laughs> I thought, you know, hang on a minute. I, I'm pretty good with PR stuff and artwork and things like that. And then um, it was uh, when I did the video for I Sinned. Charlotte asked me if I could do a quick video for I Sinned promotional video. And I thought yeah. maybe she'd seen some of my other promotional videos and wanted a, a, a promotional video that was basically, I think it was 10 seconds long, saying uh, Stuart London confessing in three days. <laughs> and, and that and it was a bit dramatic and I put some sound effects to it and what have you. And, and Charlotte actually said, uh, said to me, I think I love you. I said, Oh, I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and so I suppose th then it just naturally, we started talking about yeah. Charlotte coming into the studio to do a, 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 a co-host. Yeah. Um, we started we, to talk about food. We started to talk about food. We, we kind of realised more and more how much we had in common when it came to our outlook on the country music scene, what we wanted, what we felt was missing. And it just it was just natural to bring mm. the two together and to widen our scope so that we can do more because charlotte's got all the experience and knowledge when it comes to to not just artist management but every element of working with some tour management and pr and uh and, and then she's got all the experience of events as well you know obviously that's hopefully going to one day be another <laughs> big part of the scene um She's also got the sort of the background of, of social media. She's taught me so much about social media. I can't tell you, especially hashtags. I actually <laughs> think I understand them now. You, you actually hated Instagram for a while, I, didn't you? I'm still not a huge fan. No, you're not, but, but you're getting there with I'm, your hashtags. I'm getting there with I'm my hashtags. Proud of yeah. So, um, so, yeah, so... Uh, and then obviously I'm coming at it from the point of view of the, the digital creativity with the, 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 the desktop publishing and the design of, for artwork. And then I'm coming at it from the point of view of the, the video editing and, 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 and even, you know, audio, uh, professional audio editing. Um, I, uh, I, you know, I mean, we, we've, we've got all of our, uh, idents from uh, Music Radio Creative, yeah. who are yeah. wonderful people. Mike and Isabel are lovely, lovely people. They do this thing called Free Jingle Friday. And if you don't mind, I'll give them a plug. I don't know them. No, feel I, free. Just, I just love them both. They do this thing called Free Jingle Friday between one and three. No. Yeah, between one, yeah. And, between one and three, every Friday. Uh, basically, you've got to submit your jingle, a maximum of 100 characters, between one and half one, and they will read it out. 
Ooh. if they get a chance to. Um, and then you can pay, I think, $20 to have it produced properly, yeah. uh, fully, um, or you can super chat on YouTube and, and send some money to them that way and get it properly produced. But the point, regardless, the point is that, uh, yeah, they're great, great guys. And as I say, it, you can get them done for absolutely nothing. We've we've got all of ours done for absolutely nothing. And then I just simply take it, I turn it from a mono track to a stereo track and I put some effects behind it and, and, and process the voice, you know, dynamic processing the voice. And then, you know, that's, that's that. So, um, so I sort of thought I've got all these and, 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 and Charlotte's got this and we'd already started talking about the podcast and how we were going to do it and what we wanted to say. So we said, you know, do you know what? We really should be doing this under one label. Yeah. Um, because the original introduction to the podcast, now when Isabella says, Charlotte Elizabeth and Simon Birds, it welcome you too. It was originally um, Halo Music Management and CMS Media well um, introduced Charlotte Elizabeth and Simon Birds and they welcome you too, whatever. <laughs> you know, so I had to actually <laughs> chop it about to, yeah. to, to do it. We, we very quickly after that then changed the name of the, uh, changed the way we we're doing it. And it just made sense, really. I think that was the thing. Yeah, so it's exactly. a very long answer, but yeah. No, no, uh, it's a fantastic answer, that. It's, it's interesting to know the whole story behind it. Yeah, as I say, basically, Dom, it's just it's just the way it's happened, isn't it? And yeah. it, it, it? Everything has felt very natural. And because Charlotte and I get on really well, and because we do have complementary skills, yeah. we, you know, I can sort of say to Charlotte, well, I gave an example in, in one of the podcasts, if I need a press release. In fact, I've, I wrote a press release the other day. It's not something I've ever done before, so I sent it to Charlotte, and Charlotte sent it back and said, yeah, right, okay, well, you need to tip that, that. And she redid it for me, which is absolutely wonderful. And that's what I'm talking about. Total and utter, where we can, we can back each other up, yeah, can't we? Yeah, completely. Yeah. yeah. And it's really good and it, it did just flow naturally. And I think, you know, we really complement each other because I can't do half of the wizardry that Simon does. He just presses loads of buttons <laughs> on this mixing desk. I'm like, what does that light do? What does that slide do? Um, but I can't do what he does and I guess he can't do what I do. Yeah, exactly. So we just complement each other in that way. Yeah, we do. Um, and it works. Yeah. That, it that, that's the main thing is finding a partnership where you can have aspects of one person, aspects of another person intermingling and actually creating this whole body. And it's fantastic yeah. what you're doing. Yeah, and I mean, it just reminds me of some feedback. Uh, they are yes men for each other, somebody <laughs> said. Yeah, they said we're yes men for each other, but also we have no chemistry. <laughs> yeah, we have no chemistry and we're yes men for each other. The thing is that, I mean, I, 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 yeah, we have already responded to that point. We don't always agree, but we do largely agree on, on, on most things. That's what's brought us together to, yeah, to that, do well, this. That's what, that makes us weird, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I, I don't apologise for being agreeing with Charlotte, and Charlotte doesn't apologise for agreeing with me because we I fundamentally both think the same yeah, way. So yeah. there we go. That's mm, lovely. <laughs> So Charlotte, how did you actually go into like the industry itself? Because you say you fell into it back some what six eight years ago. You know yeah. what was the actual circumstances that led you going into what you do now? Yeah, so I didn't know anything about the UK scene. Um, I I suppose I was introduced to American country music, if you like, when I was about ten, um, and I got dragged along to a country club, and I thought, <laughs> where am I being taken now? Um, but the first song I ever heard at this club was Jodie Messina, Heads Carolina, Tales California. And yeah. I, I still love that song. It's still my favourite <laughs> song of all time on my playlist forever. Um, and I love her. Um, but then I was approached by someone on Facebook and they just said, oh, there's a local band playing in town. Can you go and do a review for them? Well, I've never written a review in my life and I don't profess to be very good at them, so I don't do them anymore. But um, I went to see this band, uh, Ash Keeper Band, actually, at the time. And 
they didn't have a manager and Ash was like oh we're quite new on the scene we just gig as hobbies but we'd like to do a little bit more we'd like to play you know big festivals and things do you manage artists and I was like no but I'll give it a go as a joke and he was like yeah okay then so (laughs) I'd only gone to write a review and ended up becoming this manager of a band that I didn't really know and I didn't know the industry but what I did know was how to promote and how to market somebody and I went onto Facebook, I found out kind of who their competition was. And that was my first introduction to the UK scene. Um, but And I could see how people were promoting themselves, how they were releasing music. And I thought, you know what, I wouldn't do it that way. Or, oh, that's really clever what they've done. Or I could do something a little bit different to that. So I just kind of ran with it. Yeah. And using kind of the skills I'd had in, in my events industry job. I just, I just, I just did that, and I ran with it. And then I met so many more people down the line. I started hosting events at Fort San Antonio when it was open, um, which was an amazing little place in Preston. And sadly, that's gone now. But yeah, I just met everyone kind of through the events, and I went to the festivals and the gigs, and, and met more people, and they wanted to work with me. And then obviously, Stuart came back onto the country scene in 2016. Yeah, and. It was all because I was writing my own EP at the time and I'd approached six different UK artists with a different song each and they came on and sang the songs for me and I sent Stuart the lyrics to Shatter Like Glass. And, and, and well, I know you spoke to Stuart last week, didn't you? Yes, and on Wednesday. And he explained that. Yeah, so um, that's how I fell into it. And I just only work with Stuart now simply because I don't have time to work with anybody else. Yeah. And I just you know things we've achieved with Stu have have been amazing and some of that it's really really sad because people will never see it what we've done because obviously last year due to no fault of our own we had a lot of work lined up with Live Nation and some really big names for us to tour with and something went wrong with Live Nation and it fell out so we could never announce it yeah and obviously this year he should have been on tour in November and that's just being postponed to next year to 2021 you should have played Isle of Wight Festival this year. We had some really, really big gigs in. And obviously, same as everyone else, you know, we're all in the same boat. But it's just really sad that people sometimes will never see things behind the scenes. Um, that, that's always the crazy thing is people will never see, you know, the amount of work that does go into, you know, not just the promotion of artists, but actually creating the, you know, the album artwork, like what you did with, you know, Stuart with Lonely. You know, got to say, Simon, that is one of the best artwork i've seen in a long time thank you thank you then there's you know it's the whole the whole aspect of you know not just doing the artwork doing the actual right getting the songs written or writing themselves you know actually production of the songs the mixing of the songs then it's a whole preparation of release you know whether you're going to do a just a single or an ep or an album you know there's that whole aspect there and then there's the whole you know, there's just so much that goes into the management side. I mean, I'm yeah. friends with Rachel Selick and she's explained some oh, of it to me. We love Rachel. We do love Rachel. Yeah, she's amazing. I couldn't do it. I'm, my hat goes <laughs> off to you, Charlotte. Really it's, it's does. Not just, it's not just the things that you would think either. Though. I mean, I talk to you pretty much every day, even if it's just on WhatsApp. Yeah. Um, you know, just to touch base because he could be, you know, writing songs and he'll send me demos over. He could be asking me what's next. We're planning for next year. We're planning tours. We're planning for gigs, festivals. There's so much work that goes on behind the scenes. There's the social media because he doesn't do his own social media. He'll he'll post every now and again, <laughs> but he'll he'll be the first to admit that he just he just doesn't do it. Yeah. Um. So there's so many little things that you don't think of, but it just takes up so much time. 
And then obviously when he's releasing the single or an album, you've got the whole marketing campaign, which lonely for me has been the best one we've ever done. And I think that's just because I've had Simon there because we would never have had artwork like that without Simon. Yeah. And it's amazing artwork. Thank you. It is. And when Stu released the song, well, he sent me the lyrics over and he said, oh, I've written this song. I said, well, just send me the story behind it because obviously we, we do that with each one. And originally, we both thought, didn't we, it was about mental health? We did, yeah. And I mean, that being a topic very close to And we to were going to have a full well. mental health campaign, weren't we? And yeah. We, we had some celebrities sign, lined up yeah. to do a promotional video for us. But yeah. then obviously, she wrote back to me and said, oh, actually, the song's about you. And I was like, oh, Simon, I don't know if I can promote this or not. <laughs> because it was so, so personal. Yeah. Um, but I think because it was so personal, that's how we created such an amazing campaign. And that artwork is basically everything that, we wanted to say yeah yeah i mean i actually designed the artwork before i knew what the song was about mm. um i i heard it wow um, and i just took and after the process was basically I, I i i i just had this picture of a lake and a man or a woman stood by it looking lost looking alone um and then sort of some kind of dramatic sky um and then i was just basically so and that and that's really how it evolved it, you know it evolved into um I, I i found this picture of the 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 eye with the tear and i thought wow that's a late and you know sort of immediately then i started so then it was just a case of adding bits and pieces and recoloring it and what have you and yeah, yeah and then we've, we've got a lyric video coming out uh very very soon for Stuart's song, um, which has been a real labour of love, I'll tell you. It's, it's, been, <laughs> it's been it's been a hard job, but um, it's stunning, uh, if I say so myself. <laughs> and I think it will move people, yeah. I hope. It moves yeah. me. Um, and that's uh, really what I want the, the song to do, because that's what music should do. It talks, yeah, exactly. it talks to the heart and talks to the soul, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, I know you've mentioned about air reviews before and, you know, the fact that the reviews should be detailed and i wanted to make yeah. the review for stewart because it affected me so emotionally you know because i originally yeah. thought it was the mental health side because yeah. that's what i originally tweeted to i think it was you simon yeah it was yeah and then when i actually heard the story when i read the epk about it you know the press release it was like wow i did not i did not know and yeah, I know. charlotte you know i my heart goes to you it really does. And listen to that song, you know, I feel a connection to you, you know, especially for what you've been through. And, you know, we're all there, you know, we're all human. And yeah. yeah. I, it, I know. <laughs> it, it, was, it was a really hard time, but, you know, Stu was amazing with me last year. And we had some, we had some quite frank chats and we sat down and, and talked about things quite a lot. And I knew he cared. I just didn't know he cared enough to write a song about it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we were really close as friends and we've worked together for a long time. So um, I guess that's his way of dealing with things and, and his perspective on life. But um, we're all good now. So yeah. and we're all we're all happy. And, and you've got a cute nickname for him. Oh, I've got... <laughs> oh, you'll listen to this and hate me now, right? So he doesn't even know this. No, I know he doesn't. <laughs> now that you've you've nah, dropped me so in, just now. just leave him guessing. No, just like, leave him guessing. Leave him guessing. Still, <laughs> I'm interested no, I'll, now. I'll, Go tell on. I'll tell you. You can have an exclusive. You can have oh. an exclusive. <laughs> 
<laughs> even Stuart doesn't know. All right, so I call him Stupotamus. <laughs> okay. Yeah, loads of people call him Stupot, but I just expanded I did a, on uh, it. And you added Stupotamus. Yeah, Potamus. You added Potamus. <laughs> added Potamus, yeah. No. No, because he's called Stupot. Stupot. Amos. You added. You might add Amos. 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 Which could be. Which could be uh, to admire. Yeah. So you could have added Amos to say that you admire <laughs> Stupot. Thomas. Or an abbreviation Stupot. for hummus for the love of the. Um, oh, well, yeah. Well, but I don't like hummus. Don't you don't like hummus? I don't like Why? hummus. No. I just I did I just don't like. Have it. you ever had a roasted red pepper hummus? Oh, that sounds no. so good. Right, yeah, I'm Dom, you must you know one. we love food, right? Because I talk about food all the time. I'll make you my roasted red pepper hummus. You will love it. I, I, I bet I will. Because I didn't like olives. And you didn't I like olives that. and now you love the, like, the pizzeria sauce. Yeah. I made you. you didn't like courgettes and you enjoyed the, the rat I made last night. Yeah. Oh, that oh. sounds amazing. We, we, we love food, Dom. We love it. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> Especially during this lockdown, I've um, certainly put on a little bit of weight compared to what I used to be. And, <laughs> yeah, you kind of find that love for food again. I know, but do you know what? Simon's like Master Chef. I'm really not. No, he really is. <laughs> I'm really not. No, I'm really, really not. Stop it! You are. Oh, let me win this one. He is. What did you What did you make the other week? I um, don't know. The pork. Oh, the pork! So it's pork medallions in uh, cider, mustard, and cream. Oh, with, I mean, honestly. And I served that with <laughs> potato roshti. Uh, was it fine beans? Yeah. Cooked in butter, of course. Yeah, of course. <laughs> My mouth's <Is> watering. That- <laughs> So he is actually Master Chef. I'm not and master. he actually does have an obsession with butter. Well, you worked as a butter. chef, though, didn't you? I did, yes. That was my first job out of school. What led to that then? You know, what obviously... I, I I'd always struggled with my mental health, especially through my teens. Uh so school f- attendance for me was very sporadic. Yeah. So I kind of left without any real GCSEs or anything. Um and so I mean, I did get some, but, you know, not not as many as I should have done. Um, so I just sort of thought, well, what am I going to do? And I was 17, and I I, I really did literally fall into it. Um, I, I, I quite liked the idea of working behind a bar, but obviously I couldn't at 17. Uh, yeah. So I ended up uh, working at a pub in Totley in Sheffield called The Crown as a glass collector on a Friday and Saturday night. She then, who knew, uh, she knew uh, Brian and Petra, uh, who ran the door more in, which was in above door in again in Sheffield outskirts of Sheffield. And they were looking for somebody as a kitchen assistant. Yeah. I went along, I got the job. I was doing would say eight hours a week. I think it was in the kitchens and then the glass collecting, the glass collecting came to an end. So I started doing a few more hours in the kitchen and then I sort of became a commie chef, I suppose, and started to learn from the, uh, from, from Simon, the, another Simon who was the head chef and Darren and Tim um and yeah and I that ended up with me um I mean I left because I didn't particularly enjoy it in the end uh but I did learn a lot and then then I ended up running running pubs eventually which was something I would never do again <laughs> but there you go yeah and had I not done all of that I might now be a famous radio presenter because I was 16 and I should have I should have continued with my voluntary job at um at uh, Sheffield Children's Hospital yeah the so, it's, hospital radio there yeah, it's a big, big regret that I that I walked away from that um, because I think I was I, I, it was the right time. I was the right age. Now I'm, without wanting to sound really negative, I'm a white male British 
middle class voice and that's not really what people want on the radio these days i don't know whether it's what people want but it's certainly not what the organizations want yeah well um and reading like your bios and like Red Road FM, you know, you look at your timeline from, you know, being a kid and then growing up and going through the whole process and then having to walk away from, you know, Sheffield Children's Hospital Radio. Yeah. You know, it's like we've mentioned with the artists, you know, it's one of those situations where money has to come first. You know, you've got bills to pay. You've yeah. got you've got to live, yeah, basically. Like, yeah, I know. I know. And that is the that is the problem, isn't it? And I think. um. I just think it's so wrong that somebody can have so much talent and, and, and they can't make a living out of it, for me, personally. Well, that, that's it. I mean, you know, like to uh, blow your own trumpet there. Mm, no, 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 I wasn't <laughs> talking about me. I was talking about the artists. <laughs> Believe me, I was not talking about me. Uh, um, <laughs> no, um, I just, I, I was actually... I'd agree with you, though. <laughs> I was actually thinking about Katie Hurts, I said that. Um, you know, somebody with, with... Because she's amazing. I don't know, I've, I've seen her live five times in the last year. Um, obviously that was only up until February this year yeah. because of yeah. everything, you know, um, she's, she's amazing. Uh, and she's a lovely person. She's out, still only 22 years old and yet she writes the most amazing songs that have, that are well mature, mature way beyond her years. And yet she's, she's unsigned and I don't understand it. And you know, she can't do it and make a living from it. Uh, so I'm not saying being signed is the be all and end all. I'm just suppose I'm saying that, uh, somebody with that much talent deserves in my humble opinion to be able to do that and make a living out of it yeah i mean that whenever i speak to artists especially unsigned artists the main thing i like to try and promote is the merch sales and actually buying the music rather than just streaming it because we can all stream but if you if you find yourself constantly streaming the same songs buy it have it saved on your phone and that way that money there helps the artists and it helps them progress yeah, exactly. I, I think for me, one of the things that um, that I feel, I mean, it was it was it was at the Greystones in Sheffield, Lucy Blue, and I looked around, and uh, you know, she'd been in the studio during the day with me uh, for a chat and play live. Uh, I, I've got so much time for Lucy; I think she's amazing. And I looked around, and I was there at this pub. Look, Lucy's actually lost money on this because I know how much it costs to hire the, the Greystones, and I'm just thinking. This isn't right. This isn't fair. That 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 she's putting on this concert and she's losing money doing it, and yet people are there being entertained. And I just I just don't. It it doesn't quite make sense. And I'll tell you what really 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 annoys me. High tribute artists. Are you ready to be offended? <laughs> Marvelous. Um, I went to see an Elvis tribute. Uh, it was a friend that bought the ticket. I'm not a huge Elvis fan. I admire the man for what he did, but I'm not a huge fan of his. Yeah. Uh, I'm certainly not a fan of tributes, but it was a night out, so I went. And oh my God, the place was bloody heaving. He was woeful in my humble. His jokes were crude and not appropriate. He could sing reasonably well, um, but he wasn't exactly, you know, he didn't, he wasn't really Elvis. And it's like, yeah. how much, he charged f- probably five, six, seven, eight hundred pounds for that and was substandard. It was him and backing tracks and that's it. And then you find out that the likes of Kezia Gill and her band are going to pubs. I won't tell you what she got because that wouldn't be right, but it's not seven, eight, nine hundred pounds, put it like that. Yeah. And you just think that's original, that's talent, that's true brilliance, and that is somebody singing to karaoke songs. Yeah. It, it, there's Why? a massive 
there is a massive difference, you know, professionally between, you know, the tribute acts and then the actual the actual unsigned artists. And it is it is sad. It is very it's upsetting. It is, and it's wrong. It's it's just wrong. It's the people flock. Oh, it's Elvis. No, it's not. It's some bloke trying to look and sound a bit like him. I mean, for Christ's sake, it's Barry from Preston. Go and, some, go and see some original music. Go and open your eyes. All right. Well, we're at twenty-five minutes past eleven. What time we do are. you need to go? I need to go in twenty minutes, mate. In twenty minutes. <laughs> And I and I also I also need a shower. Hence the reason there's no video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for everybody out there, we're actually talking on the Fourth of July. Happy Fourth of July, everybody! Oh God, it's oh, the Fourth of July. Malm Watts EP Scale comes oh, out yeah, today. Oh, that's s- a brilliant EP. Have you have you listened to it? It's yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, super. I love Mal though. What an artist. I mean, yeah, Bob Fitzgerald as well. Just been having a checks chat with him earlier today, and uh, he's another amazing artist. And I mean, we've said this. Uh, hats off to him for his promotion for his yeah, other highway. He, did he was amazing. Yeah. I mean, um, I love what he did for um, you know one of these singles where he got everybody to send those images yeah, yeah. in, and you're actually part of the video, aren't you? Yeah, we're in it, and, and so is my old dog, Kaz. Yeah, Kaz. He's the one, I don't know if you can picture, he's the one on the settee uh, with a bottle of bourbon lent against him <laughs> uh, and a Christmas hat on. Uh, it was just a bit of fun. He was fast asleep, so I thought it'd make him look like he'd had a drink. And uh, yeah, he's there as well. That's brilliant. What what yeah. kind of drinks are your your two favourites then? You know, when you do go out for a, oh, like a tribute well, act. It's got to be gin. It's got to be gin, hasn't it, love? We have a bit of an addiction We to have gin. a bit of an addiction <laughs> to gin. Are these the flavoured uh, gins? Um, well, you know, well, a bit of all of it. I mean, I, I have got a sweeter tooth when you, it comes you to gin. You lean towards the, the, the fruity yeah, ones. Yeah, I do. Whereas I'm more of a, you know, I, 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 if I could... It, my gin of choice would either be Hendrix or Tanqueray, but I can't afford those. So typically it's Greenalls um, or Bombay. Uh, can just about afford yeah. to get some Bombay. Uh, but then I'm very particular with the tonic. I won't have any old tonic. It has to oh, be. It has to be Fever Tree. has to be Fever Tree. Yeah. Or, I mean, don't get me wrong, the Sainsbury's own and, 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 and the Co-op's own equivalents are very good, you know, so I'm not... I'm, but the Fever Tree is... It's yeah. the creme de la creme. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, oh, yes, it is. the gin and the tonic and lots of it. Ha ha! I actually worked as a barman as well for one of the pubs local oh, yeah. to me, and yeah. that's all they had for tonic wise was a selection of fever tree. I think we actually had every single fever tree going, so you could have whatever yeah, yeah. concoction with whatever flavored gin or plain gin you wanted. It was almost yeah. like a proper gin bar, but it wasn't a gin bar; it was a pub. Yeah, yeah. No, well, I mean, there's a there's a pub um, which I, I must take you to, Charlotte, in Sheffield, uh, that do a huge array of gins, mm. including a Sheffield gin. And have you ever had Robin of Loxley gin? I think it's no. Loxley. Gin. Oh, that's amazing! It? It's absolutely amazing. Oh. Right, Claire and I went to uh, Willowhall Farm Christmas Fair about three years ago, maybe even four years ago now, um, and there was there, there were people, you know giving this gin out. Neat gin. I have never oh, enjoyed neat gin as much. Really? I mean, it would be dangerous because it's so nice. <laughs> I could just see us there and like, hey, <laughs> and another one, please. <laughs> That's how you enjoy gin. You've got to yeah. take it. Just keep taking it. Yeah. You, oh, know. you said to me, didn't you? Do you want to use the measure or should we just pour it? I was like, just pour it. <laughs> That's what I like. Proper measure. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's like, I mean, you know, we are hoping to get to Spain in a couple of weeks, aren't we? And um, we, um, 
you know, just going to Spain, it's like, it's just, that's the way forward because they don't measure things. It's no, depending, no. you get yeah. how much, depending on how much they like you, depends on how much gin you get. And once you get well-known at a bar, I've been well-known at a fair few bars, you might be surprised to learn over the years going to Spain. And um, yeah, three gin and tonics and you're on your back. <laughs> I mean, I've had a pint pot of gin and not been able to fit two fifty mils of tonic in. Oh, it's crazy. That's how. And and actually, I've ended up asking for more tonic and sipping and pouring and sipping and pouring <laughs> and sipping and pouring because it's just too much, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've always been the um, whiskey fan, you know, whether it's Jack Daniels, oh. whether it's Maker's Mark, and whatever they've got behind the bar, especially in Spain, you know, they just keep pouring, they just keep going. It's yeah, like, oh my no. god, do I tell them to yeah. stop or what? <laughs> No, you do not. I never do. I'll let, I just <laughs> you know, keep it going. Say, yeah, yeah. Uh, and um, yeah, no, I mean, I, um, I, I do love as uh, all the the bourbons and, and and or bourbons or however you're supposed to say. It. I never know. <laughs> I never know anymore. Oh, really. You know, they're a biscuit, a chocolate biscuit, nice chocolate biscuit. I quite like a bourbon. I'm not really a bourbon fan. You're not really a bourbon fan. No. Are we talking biscuits or are we talking I'm, cream? I'm talking biscuits. Talking biscuits. Yeah, biscuits yeah, fans I, I, are. What, custard creams. Come on, custard creams. No. <laughs> what? More, no. more, more. I like hobnobs. <gasps> Oh, do you remember those hobnob bars? Yeah. Yes. They're still they, out. They're still they, there was a hobnob and then, and then a layer of like creamy yeah. goodness and then... Oh, no, no. Yeah. Creamy goodness. Yeah, some kind of like creamy, creamy goodness. Sure? And then another hobnob bar and it was covered in chocolate oh. and it was just heaven. I think I remember them, yeah. Yeah. Do they still do them? I'm sure they don't Like know. B&M or something. You don't mean classics, do you? Do you remember classics? You know, the honeycomb classic hobnobby type of things. Yeah. Yeah, can you remember them? They were amazing. Oh, I used to like trio bars. Can you remember trio? Trio. Yeah. Trio. <laughs> well, how did the rest oh, of that song we, go? We've, we've totally not just one, taken not that out. Not not three, but four. <laughs> Chocolate biscuit with a toffee taste too. See, the adverts are the best. We're crazy, aren't we? Love it. Yeah, I'm sorry, loving we, this. We, we always cause a bit of chaos. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, uh, but I also do love a single malt. That's where how we got from whiskey. <laughs> To trio biscuits is beyond me, but <laughs> hey, bourbon. Uh, bourbon, 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 <laughs> bourbon. You say bourbon, I call. I say bourbon. Should we call the whole thing off? No, tomato, um, tomato. I, I, yeah, <laughs> uh, but I, um, I, I do love a single malt, particularly the peaty ones, Lafroig. Oh, yeah, Agavulin. Oh. And there's just nothing like it. You know, a nice large single malt. Oh. Sat down, you've got a full belly, maybe a nice cup of black coffee, and a Lagavulin. Nice winter and night with log fire and going. a cigar, and then life's perfect. Unfortunately, you can't smoke in pubs anymore. Those were the days, they were the days, I tell you. You used to have to, you'd walk into the rising sun on Abbey Lane in Sheffield, and you have to cut your way through the smoke to the bar. Oh. Oh, they were the days. They were, they were that, the... That, that was the pubs. You knew yeah, you were yeah. in a pub when you went through that haze. Yeah, exactly. I, 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 I like it. I liked it. And then I know you don't. Yeah, do you? Uh, no. 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 <laughs> and it's probably better because now, I mean, now my nephew goes to the pub to do his homework. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, I mean, the, so he's my he's nine and um, he has his homework on a Friday. And uh, Claire and Matt, that's his mum and dad, Claire's my sister, uh, and Rory, his little brother, all go to the pub and I sometimes join them. Um, and when we can again, I'm sure we will join them. Um, and, and he does his homework in the pub. Oh. You know, that's cute. yeah, I think it's great. But it's what? What about that for the way forward? Mm-hmm. You know, I'd have done my homework if I'd been taken to the pub. <laughs> yeah, I would have as well. <laughs> you know, I think that's the thing. You know, you you you. 
Yeah. I totally agree with it. It's like mm. I agree with it in, in, in the continent. You know, when you see kids, uh, you know, out with their parents until 11, 12 at night, I think, yeah, well, they're part of the family and they're seen as part of the family. Yeah. They're not seen as, you know, kids yeah. over there and what have you. And I, I agree with that. You've made the decision to have them, therefore they're your responsibility to make sure they're happy. End yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It stops people from getting wasted and neglecting the kids as well. You've got to well, stay in charge. True. Yeah, that is that is true, yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, it's just inclusive. It's yeah. just completely inclusive, isn't yeah, it? And I, and I think... I think that's the thing. It's 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 the way forward. As I say, I I'll never forget. I was quite a difficult child. You'd be surprised to learn. And um, we went to some friends of mum and dad's, and the kids were supposed to eat at a separate table to the parents. Well, I just point blank refused. I ended up getting my way and sitting at the table with the adults. <laughs> but I didn't want to sit with the children. That was always but the I, case. I, that was always the case at restaurants as well. You know, there was always the adults' table and the kids' table. Yeah. Then there'd be wine in the middle of adults' table and juice yeah. in the middle of the kids. Yeah. I I I mean, I never liked children. I, I hated my peers. Uh, with a passion actually um so there we go there's another bit of insight um yeah just i just found them childish i think i was born at 50 quite frankly i think i was 50 years old in 1978 when i popped out which means i'm doing bloody well i'm 92 look at me look at me for 92 i think so rocking 92 one of the bad back one, I know. Of, one of the you debate do. questions that I always get asked is, yeah. you know, like going back to the biscuits here, is Jaffa cakes. Right. What's your opinions on Jaffa cakes? Are they cakes or biscuits? Cakes. 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 Yeah. The clues in the title of the. <laughs> <laughs> well, because it's it's a spongy thing. Well, I'll tell it? you. The t- can I tell you the rule of thumb here yeah. that I that I read and I I I follow now. A cake. When off goes hard and stale, a biscuit goes soft and floppy. Yeah, and that's a jaffa cake will go hard and stale like yeah, a, like a yeah. A, 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 well, it's a sponge, sponge cake. isn't it? You yeah. won't have a spongy biscuit. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, Stuart, I think Stuart had a very similar explanation like that last week. You know, the yeah. how it goes stale and biscuits go soggy. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, uh, yeah. yes, Dom, let's ask this question. We've got two important questions: scone or scone? Oh God, I've got I've got the jerk. I always say scone, but it's scone when you've eaten it. It's scone when it's gone. <laughs> uh, I, right, right. It's definitely scone. It's scone. It's scone. It's scone. What was the other? What was um, the other? Ah, yes. With a little help from my friends by Joe Cocker. Definitive version of that song or not? Definitive. <laughs> I thought we were friends, Dom. Oh. At least oh. I agree with the scone. Oh yeah, that is true. That is true. And See, it's food, so that's more important. Yeah. It's a win-win. Yeah, yeah. it is a win-win. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My last debatist question is pineapple and pizza. Yes or no? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 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 There we go. That's what I like. I mean, I. Or, or, I never understand it when people say, oh, well, I might have pineapple, but I'd definitely say it's not right. Well, yeah, oh, you don't just have yeah. pineapple and everything. You know, you can just have <laughs> ham and pineapple. But then again, people don't oh, like the actual... I love pineapple and pizza. No, pineapple and pizza, because what it does, you see, what it does is it gives you that sweet and sour hit. Yeah. That's I, actually think, I, I yeah. actually think ham and pineapple isn't always the best combination. I would like to see it alongside... Mushrooms. As well. Oh, yeah. some shrooms. Yeah, ham, mushroom, pineapple. But I feel that the ham needs to be a bit saltier. Yeah. So yeah. I'd, I'd quite like to see 
bacon. bacon. And because then you've got oh. the salty bacon with the sweet pineapple, you get that umami yes. hit of of sweet and sour. Do you know, we should make pizza next week. I do like making pizza. Yeah, we should make pizza. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I should find my paddle for the bread maker, which I don't know where that is. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, pizza. Yeah, no, definitely. I love pineapple. But I love pineapple and sweet and sour. That's why I like sweet and sour. Yeah. Yes. But that, that, is, that is the thing. Although I must say, I've noticed more and more and more, of late anyway, every time I've had a sweet and sour, it's more like sweet and sweet. Mm. Yeah. But you know it, as well, it does seem to be getting sweeter. When people always say pineapple on gammon, or egg. They always say pineapple or egg. I'm like, yeah. just put both on. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Come yeah. on, just give me both. The thing is with me and eggs, right? The thing with me and eggs is, um, which came first, the gammon or the egg? Uh, no, um, <laughs> the chicken or the egg? No, I, I, I do love a scrambled egg. I love an omelette. I love a tortilla. Oh, I love omelette. Right? Yeah. However, a fried egg, the white's a bit... Yeah, it's a bit slimy. It's a bit slimy and it's not got any real flavour. Yeah. It's a bit jelly-like in your mouth. So uh, I personally always go with um, uh, with pineapple. And pineapple? On gammon. Oh, on gammon. What about a poached <laughs> egg? Can you egg? No, no, no. Poached pineapple, egg? Poached egg, no. No? No. Oh. Still too slimy. Like, sorry, mate? Is it still too slimy? Yeah. Uh, basically, I like eggs once they've been beaten. <laughs> <laughs> so I like to give them a good beating. Before I cook with them. See, with eggs, what I like to do is like a frittata type thing where you make almost yeah. like a omelette, but then put like cottage cheese and potatoes and like ham and pe- uh, pepperoni and chopped yeah, onions yeah, yeah. and all that kind of crap. And put it in the yeah, oven for like half an hour and then have it almost like a omelette. Oh, like yeah. Omelet, yeah, it's a bit like, it's a, like a cake. A bit like a, a, bit like a tortilla, yeah. I suppose, because I, yeah. I love love a tortilla. Um, and, and actually, do you know what? I used to throw all sorts of my tortillas and now I've, I've just paired it back and typically it's just um, cebolla y ajo y patata y seta con huevos y... Uh, yeah, yeah, so basically it's... That, those are the ingredients. <laughs> I actually don't know what's in it now. <laughs> so onions, garlic, uh, mushrooms, potatoes. Oh, okay. And actually I found that that, with, with, a, with a dash of paprika in the egg. Yeah, and you like... I do like paprika. Have I told you I like butter? Oh, no. Have you never mentioned <laughs> no, it? No, never mentioned oh, it. Never gathered that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this has been great fun. Suddenly, I've got to go because I need to leave in five minutes. That's fine. Is there anything else you'd like to throw in? Where can we find you on social media? Oh. Right. We're all everywhere. We are, so we're all, yeah. We've got, on Facebook, we have Halo Music Creative. We have CMS Country Music, Country Showcase. Music Showcase, and we have Ain't Going Down. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's on Facebook. And then there's my page, SJ Birds, which will not let me change to Simon Birds, mm. and I don't know why. But... And then on Twitter, we are Halo Music Create, Simon is DJ SJ Birds. And CMS. <laughs> and Country CMS Music. Country Music Showcase. No, no, it's just CMS. No, just Country CMS Music. Country Music. Yeah. Yeah. On, on we Twitter. have a lot of stuff going on. <laughs> it's all going on. And then on Insta, CMS Country Music or uh, Charlotte Elizabeth Music. Yeah. Or DJ SJ Birds. <laughs> <laughs> or. We're just everywhere. You can't move forward. You can't us. move forward. We're just everywhere. How we do are. you keep up with it all? Oh. I, I don't. I leave it to Charlotte. <laughs> Yeah. So I look after it on Facebook. I look after it. How oh. many pages do I look What are you doing? I don't know. I've just got a pain in my stomach. Oh, he's falling apart at 92. Um, I don't think that's too bad. 
So on Facebook, <laughs> I look after Halo Music Creative page, CMS, Ain't Going Down, SJ Birds, Stuart Landon and the Angels of Dirty Faces. That's five pages going yeah, on. Yeah, although What's I my do, own personal page. Yeah, I know, but I do maintain you CMS. Do maintain. Uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, so yeah, so basically, yeah, we're all over. We're all over the we're shop. All over the shop. All over the shop. And, and is there anything uh, else you'd like to throw in there? Anybody you'd like to shout out to? Just, uh, I don't know. Oh, oh. i tell you what I would like to say. Just one final point. Watch this space. Back end of this month. Bit of an announcement happening. Oh, yeah. Very exciting. Oh, yes. Yeah. We'll all, leave it there. Watch we'll leave this it there. Space. But it's to do with the show. It's to do with the big show. Yeah. I mean, you mentioned on your podcast, I think it was 6A or 6AA, mm. that in four weeks' time, there's going to be a bit of a... A think through. Yeah, well, basically, as I said, um, <laughs> watch the scene. Is, if, 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 if the scene isn't what I want it to be, who am I to try and change it? Therefore, maybe I need to change what I'm doing. And just as I say, uh, big, <laughs> big, big change, but positive. Really, yeah, really positive. It's actually, it's very exciting. Yeah, it is. Very exciting. Well, we we'll look there. forward to seeing it, anyhow. <laughs> <clears throat> Take care, mate. Thanks ever so much for having us on. Thank you for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you and actually yeah, getting great. to hear from the horse's mouth. Yeah. The horse's mouth. <laughs> Don't call Charlotte a horse. She'll, she'll not like you for that. Pretty ponies. <laughs> Thank Go you on. for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure. Oh, no, we've had fun. Thank you. I hope yeah. to get. I do hope to get you on there. again soon. Um, obviously, there's been so much we've not been able to cover because there's just so much to cover. Well, there is. I know that's the thing. And I mean, as it is, we're going to be boring the listeners for an hour and 40 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> that's the best way. Thank you for coming on. Thank you, everybody, Thank for you listening. And and thanks for all you do, mate. Really enjoy your podcasts. No worries. I'll, my main thing is just making sure the artists get an extra way of releasing well, the music or actually yeah, talking about yeah. their stories, which is what I yeah. enjoy the most. Yeah, yeah. Right then, take care of yourself, buddy. Take care, everybody. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you all next time. Bye. That was the Country Chat Podcast. Join Dom next time for exclusive interviews, reviews, and general chit-chats on all things country music.